this one is for my brain. And this one is for my brain also working. And this one is also so that my brain works. There's a very logical explanation for all this. Your Mommy Podcast, the podcast where you join writer Abby Elsa Thagen and playwright Grace Ward on their journey through sexuality and early 2000s movies as they work to uncover how fictional femmes, from Velma Dinkley to Johanna Mason, help them realize the badass bisexual icons they are today. Um, a content warning, this podcast includes strong language, probable sexual references, and a quadruple Virgo and a triple Leo who both have ADHD, so please proceed at your own risk. Brandon stayed out late with us last night. He was know, he hung out with us until like eleven. I felt so honored that he. I was weirdly jealous because like <laughs> homeboy wouldn't do that for, for me. <laughs> he would. He would. He was playing Super Monkey Ball with us. Yeah, and which he was and I were sponsored... doing equally poorly. Well, Chase is hard to compete with. That's true. Yeah, all he, I was all he does though. is play Super Monkey Ball. So my secret though is that I don't actually like the Batman franchise that much. So that's what you all did is you saw Batman and I was like, oh, it's okay if they go without me. Like I don't even really like Batman and I'm busy. But then I was sad, jealous. <laughs> you were just jealous of Super Monkey Ball. And then you were texting me and he wasn't. And I was like, you're canceled. <laughs> you're he canceled. Was, he was like really invested in what they were doing and then like I kept dying in Super Monkey Ball and I just chose not to continue so I was just sitting there like <laughs> drinking my wine and like <laughs> yeah texting you while they nope. continued he uh he gets competitive yeah yeah he is competitive it's not that he gets like he gets competitive would imply that he's not always competitive mm-hmm. um he's very competitive which so- I mean I guess if you win things, like I've never been a person who won like games. Yeah. So I'm just not competitive. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm kind of the same way. Like I was never the one who like came out on top whenever my sister and I would play like video games or whatever together. Cause I've right. just never been very good at video games. So I'm just kind of like, meh, whatever. If I die, I die. And then I can sit on my phone and scroll on Pinterest for like yep. a couple minutes until it's my turn again. Yep. Little nap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what have you been up to this week? What did you do this week that was gay? This week? Um, what did I do that was gay? I just, I went to work, but it was camp. <laughs> I went to it's, work. <laughs> it's campy. Um, I engaged in capitalism all week. I don't know if I did anything gay. I'm trying to think. I mean, yesterday I went out and got a drink with them. Um, with a bunch of theater maker friends after a a friend of ours did us like a showcase. And so we like um, a whole handful of us, like my whole ITY cast and then um, some people from RNJ and some people from BSU, we all, um, we went to 10th street station and that was really fun. Um, And it was really nice because it was super cathartic talking to all these people that I've known since like freshman year of college who uh, sidebar, our department has, 
historically had very toxic, bad energy. And I think it was just super cathartic to talk with other people who are on the other side of the department being like, I'm so sorry that I treated you so poorly freshman year of college. Like Mm. it was just a night of apologies. And then from there we walked in, we got sushi and I got this little fish shaped waffle. Um, Cute. And that was pretty good. That was good. And then I actually, I had a pretty open conversation with about, with my, uh, about my sexuality where someone was like, Grace, I just like, how would you say you self-identify like sexuality wise? And I was like, um, I guess bisexual. And I was like, that said, like, I couldn't guarantee for you that I would date another man after Brandon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I just don't know. Because I could, I, I, I don't know. Right now, I guess bisexuals the right term for it. But like, <laughs> I could see myself if Brandon and I went to get married, just being like, yeah, I'm gonna be lesbian for a while. Um, which yeah. is just bisexuality. <laughs> but <laughs> it um, it fluctuates. And like, I'd never had a conversation also about. I was like, I feel really, really comfortable and confident in like my uh, she/her pronouns and like my femininity. Um. And like that feels super, super true to me. Sexuality, I'm like, I mean, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but like my uh femininity is super, super uh feels really right to me. Yeah. So that was pretty queer. A like corner of a bar discussion over a lemon drop shot. Um absolutely gender. <laughs> we stand lemon drops in this house. So good. What about you, Abby? What have you been up to? Um, I don't know that I did like a ton of gay stuff this week, I would say, but oh, we were talking about gay when you have a nine to five. (laughs) It's hard to be gay when you have a nine to five. That's the quote of the week. Um, but so we were talking about Batman and we went and saw the Batman movie last night, which I think a queer woman watching Zoe Kravitz on screen for like two hours is in itself inherently gay. Um, but on Friday, I was talking to my coworkers about the Batman movie and they had seen it, but I hadn't seen it yet. Very good. Was so, so good. I loved it. It was like the dark film noir, like mystery Batman that I have been wanting for so long. And it was so fucking good. I'm not a Batman fan. I like, I'm just not a superhero person. I think because my attention span is just not very good. And so the long superhero movies really get me, but I've yeah. heard nothing but great things about this one. So I may have to just see it. I I would totally recommend seeing it. If you don't have the attention span for it, maybe because w- it is a pretty long movie. It's really yeah. long. So I would say maybe wait until it comes out on like a streaming service or something. Yeah. And then you can like take breaks in between it. But I think it's definitely worth watching. That's um, what I was thinking is maybe I'll just do it as like a movie night with my siblings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and Ruben and Guthrie would be super into it too. I bet no, they, would they love both it. would just they're both such little nerds yeah (laughs) but I was talking to my coworkers about it on Friday and I like thought that all of my coworkers knew that I was gay like queer Mm -hmm. but I work with my boyfriend so it's like I guess it's not incredibly obvious to them you know like because I'm in a relationship with a man and I work with him and they see that like every day but one of my coworkers um he's just like the silliest weirdest dude on the planet and uh he's just so funny but he like causes so much chaos in the office and it's just like hilarious Mm -hmm. um but he was like talking about it talking about the movie and he was like Zoe Kravitz is so hot right 
And I was like, oh yeah, like I totally agree. And he was like, oh yeah, even Abby knows that Zoe Kravitz is hot. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, um, hey, I was like, hey, I like women. And he was like, yeah. oh, rad. So that's what I did that was day this week. Especially Abby. Especially Abby. <laughs> um, I would say that's that's probably the gayest moment of my week. I love especially. <laughs> You're all, yeah, that's a pretty gay one. This segment, I feel like after last week, though, I'm like, okay, so Abby, what did you do? If that was especially adult this last week, like. Because that was a really fun segment that we did in our last yeah, things that things that I did that was adult. Um, you know, I didn't do like super adulty things this week, um, but I did put a lot of money in my savings account, so nice. I would say that's that's pretty adult. Um, that is trying trying to build up a, enough money for a security deposit right now. Um, <gasps> if yes. the Boise housing market ever allows me to live anywhere. <laughs> ever decides that you can have a home you you may now have a place to live there you go Aww. I mean not that I don't currently have a place to live I do live with my parents but uh my boyfriend and I are trying to move in with each other and that mm-hmm. is taking so long it just feels like it will never happen so thank you Boise housing market for being unrealistically ridiculous and expensive yep. Boise I uh I vibe with both of those things. Yeah. I think savings accounts are such a theme of the week. <laughs> um, I So I have two investment accounts and one of them is m- a much more aggressive portfolio than the other one. Mm-hmm. And so it's been responding so much more to um, everything, the gas prices and Ukraine. And um, it's been super weird because my other account has not been. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, my, the way I think about money has been stretching so much lately because I'm like, it's none of it's real. (laughs) Like why, like how, like a butterfly flaps its wings in Greece and my dividend goes down by, um, 17 cents. What? Like, (laughs) um, but I'm starting to be like a kind of annoying. I'm like the stock market friend, which I'd never thought I'd be the stock market friend. And it's kind of upsetting for me. Like, I feel gross about it. Um, But then I was hanging out, literally drinking wine with our friend Talia. We were like two bottles of wine in. And I started showing her my investing apps. (laughs) And she's like, I'm going to download these right now. And she did. And one of my New Year's resolutions was to be the friend that my friends ask me for money advice from. And I was like, I'm doing it. (laughs) I'm doing it. My New Year's resolution has become successful. But I think because my job is finance direction, I think about money all day, every day at this point. Yeah. I think about money and schedules. And like, that's got to do something to a brain. Mm-hmm. So that's my thoughts. I love that. That's, that's what I did. Very adult things. Adult segment. Adult segment. The, you can either be gay or adult. But Abby and I are both. There are two genders and we are both gay and adult. Gay, gay adults. Adult. <laughs> let's coin that. Let's let's uh let's copyright that. Copyright the term gay adults. Gay adults. So what? Abby, what movie are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about Mama Mia. Speaking of gay adults. Speaking of gay adults. Mama Mia. Here I go again. This movie and- is so exciting. I'm so excited to talk about this movie because 
I have so much emo. I have so much history. Yes, I love this movie so much. And I forgot how much I loved it until I was watching it uh, yesterday. And I was like, oh my God, every single moment of this movie is a masterpiece. Like, I adore this movie. It's just so goofy. It's It's so good. It's just so goofy. And like, like, I think the best thing about this movie is that all of the actors were just like super drunk during filming no really did you know that no okay so there was a tiktok a while ago that went around um that was talking about how during the filming of this movie they like gave all the actors like this greek wine drink i think it's called like ouzo or something like that Mm. and they were all just like they would like take a couple shots before like filming for the day. And then they would just like drink throughout the day. And uh, this TikTok was just a clip from like a documentary or like a behind the scenes video of like filming Mamma Mia, like what the filming was like. Mm -hmm. And it's the director talking about how he thinks that the energy of the movie and like the looseness and like how open everybody in the movie is to like, just doing whatever is because they were all just like super drunk during the filming. That's so not surprising, but I'm no. still just like, I guess I'm surprised I never knew that, you know? Yeah. I was also surprised that I didn't know that. Like when I watched that TikTok a while ago, this TikTok was like, um, like months ago, maybe a year ago that it came out. And I have just <laughs> been thinking about it since I saw it. Like, just the fact that they filmed this movie while they were all just, like, absolutely blasted on Greek wine. (laughs) You know, more power to them. I wish I were absolutely blasted on Greek wine right now. (laughs) I'm actually realizing that being blasted is not as fun as I thought it was going to be. I spent a lot of college completely blasted. And I think I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) I, like... I don't know. I don't like, I don't like it as much as I used to. And I also think that because I work in an industry where so many people have like alcohol problems, Mm -hmm. it just makes me nervous to like drink a lot. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I went through like a phase of getting drunk, like pretty often, Mm, like my sophomore year of college, I think like, Mm -hmm. like around the time that Pua like we hung out with Pua at her house like all the time right and then like it started to just like hurt my body and since then I just like don't really drink that much anymore like it was like a a couple month phase like when I was like 19 20 and then I turned 21 and I on my 21st birthday I had alcohol poisoning which is a story I've I've told already (laughs) um and that's true and since then and, like, in between those two periods of time, I didn't really, like, drink a ton. Like, I would get drunk, like, every once in a while. And then, like, after the alcohol poisoning incident, I think I've maybe gotten drunk, like, two or three times. Yeah. I think total. I got drunk at the, like, I, well, also because my boyfriend Brandon is not drinking much right now because he's training. Yeah. Um, he's a cyclist. So, like, I don't have a lot of people that I drink with. And mm-hmm. I'll go out and I'll get a, a drink. Yeah. And sometimes I'll get home from rehearsal and I'll have like, I always have two tequila shots because I like doing them back to back. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. Um, I'm not like, I'm just not, 
And this, no, if you drink a lot and you're listening to this, go you. Just take care of your body. Yeah, if you absolutely don't drink no at all, with it. go you. Mm-hmm. I'm in a weird place with it though right now, especially because I feel like I watch so many of my mentors drink so much. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I don't want, because I want to work, I want to run, you know, arts companies. I just don't want that to be my life, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really, it's, it's, it's given strange vibes. <laughs> Love a good glass of wine though. No. And a te- tequila sunrise now and again. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How did this tequila sunrise in Portland? I think I've told this story on here too. Yeah. So good. So good. I've not had one that good in a long, long time. Your, your mom made me one at your graduation party. That was very good. <laughs> um, from very when strong. I graduated college, my my family threw me a surprise party and I'd been talking about this tequila sunrise I had in Portland so much that my mom and dad bought tequila sunrise materials for all my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very good. What cuties. Yeah. That was one of the best moments of like probably college. Like late college was really tough because COVID made being a theater major really hard. Mm-hmm. And I would never have planned like a graduation party for myself. That's just not something I would have done. Yeah. But it was a total surprise. I thought we were getting dinner with my parents and Brandon was like, oh, I forgot my wallet. And we got to my house and I saw that my grandma's car was there. And I was like, why is grandma here? (laughs) And then I was like, why is uh, my strange Hungarian cousin Steve here? Um, And then I was like, why is everybody here? And Brandon like looked at me and he goes, park the car. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like park it right now and I was like I'm so confused <laughs> um and then it was a party yeah my mom it was, made, uh, everyone drinks it was so much fun too I got to see like just at your graduation party I got to see like a bunch of friends that I hadn't seen in a very long time like Robert and I think Talia I hadn't seen in a while at that point and yeah it was very fun I just think that like I felt so lacking in social for just years and like literally from when I moved to Connecticut at the beginning of 2020, came back for COVID, taught fourth grade for a year. Like it really was like a full year of I did not see people. And Mm -hmm. so now when I get to spend social time, it feels so magical. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Mamma Mia. <laughs> Mamma Mia. <laughs> that was a that time. was a good tangent. <laughs> Abby, will you talk to me about like your history with Mamma Mia? So I actually have a really funny story that I've been excited to tell with Mamma Mia. Oh, yes. Um, so the summer after my senior year of high school, I was dating my high school boyfriend. Shout out to him. I doubt he's listening to this, but um, we were still dating and it was our one year anniversary in July. And what we had done for our first date, our first ever date was go to an Idaho Shakespeare festival performance. And so what we wanted to do for our one year anniversary was go to an Idaho Shakespeare festival performance. Right. Um, And the show that was going the day of our anniversary was Mamma Mia. Mm. So um, we unfortunately got into a really big fight like right before we were supposed to go see Mamma Mia went and saw it sat there in silence basically the whole time 
very uncomfortable and then broke up like right after the show no yeah like on our one-year anniversary oh my god that's my fucking worst fear (laughs) but so like we got back together a couple months later like all hard feelings are past now like we're still chilling like we're we're pals um but that was like a very bad night so my 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 friend nick my treasured dear friend nick texts me who's like mutual friends with us he texts me after i tell him that we've broken up and he's like you know i have something that i think will cheer you up i'm like what's that and he's like well my family has tickets to go see an idaho shakespeare festival performance tonight which was the next day uh would you like to go with us and i'm like yeah sure and you know how ISF has like wrote like rotating performances like right, it'll be right. like it's one it's like one show like for a couple nights and then the next couple nights it'll be the next show or whatever and they go back right. and forth and then it goes through the season like that so I for some reason was thinking that whatever performance it was was like the alternate performance right like the next night no it was in fact Mamma Mia, Mama Mia again <laughs> again Abby <laughs> So I then went to go see Mamma Mia a second time in two nights with my best friend, Nick, and his I'm family. I- um, <laughs> and I had a much better time the second night. Um, yeah. Well, I also had better seats because we weren't like, because there's like the lawn seats up on the hill, which is where we sat the first night. And then we had like actual, like closer to the stage seats the second night, right. like with his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I went is because his brother did not want to go see Mamma Mia. So I <laughs> went in place of his brother. <laughs> so funny. Um, and both of those nights, a girl that I had gone to high school with was working at the concession stand. Mm. And both mm. nights I went to the concession stand with two separate boys, two yes. separate nights in a yes. row. So this girl that I went to high school with saw me at Mamma Mia two nights in a row with two different boys. <laughs> Brilliant. I and love this for you. Nick and I are like not romantically involved at all and have never been and never will be for a multitude of reasons. But like just the fact that this girl that I went to high school with saw me at the same Idaho Shakespeare Festival show two <laughs> nights in a row with two different boys is just so hilarious to me. And fangirl shit, Abby. <laughs> I didn't know you were a Mamma Mia stan. I apparently am like the biggest Mamma Mia stan. Anyway, it was like a really, really, really good show. Like probably one mm-hmm. of my favorite shows I've ever seen at ISF. Wow, like they did I... an excellent job. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. I actually have only ever seen one play at the Shakespeare Festival, which is especially funny because I do work at the Idaho Shakespeare Festival Yes, you at do. this point in my life. And I think I get comp tickets now because I'm working for them. So I'll see a show there this summer, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I saw Pride and Prejudice that year, and that's all. Okay. Um, I actually went with Pua. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was one of the first times Pua and I hung out because we had a mutual friend with tickets, and um, we all went. And it that was is- like... The- Pua gave me a ride home, and it's the first time the two of us had ever been, like, alone together. That is so sweet. Yeah, and now she's my girl, and I get to see her next week. Yes. Because I said, fuck the rules. <laughs> um, I cannot elaborate more on this, but I get to see Pua next week, 
which has been a stressor for um, me in the last few days. I've been not sure if I'm going to get to see her uh, mm-hmm. because of my aforementioned work schedule. Um, and I had a conversation with my mom for like, I shit you not four hours where I was like, I just want to see her so bad. And my mom was like, then do it. Love it. My mom was like, I would tell you if you were being dumb, but seeing a friend is actually not a dumb thing to do. Yeah. Um, which has been a really powerful, this is like my one moment of like, I'm going to do something for me. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do something for Pua who I love. Like, yeah. In the last like month, I haven't had a moment like this. So I'm feeling empowered. Yay. I digress. My history with Mamma Mia is that it was my first Broadway show. Ooh. Um, I went on a school trip. Uh, I didn't do theater until my junior year of high school, but I was always like a theater kid, I think, like at heart. I know this because in eighth grade, we got passed around this packet that was like, we're doing our New York and DC trip. It's like a thousand dollars. Um, and I knew my family couldn't afford it, but I was like, (laughs) I was looking at the itinerary and I saw that we were seeing the lion King. And I was like, we, I have to go. And I pretty much was like, mom, I have to see the lion King. Like I have to see it. Um, because my grandma had had a lion King CD that she kept in her car and, uh, like the Broadway show. And I was obsessed with it. Um, so eighth grade grace busted her ass selling these little coupon books to go to DC. I probably didn't make any money. I think my parents just found the money and paid for it, which props to them. But I knew we were seeing this other Broadway show and I had looked at the poster for it and I was like, it looks lame. It looks like something I won't like, but we were seeing that before the Lion King. Like we were seeing that on Thursday, Lion King on Friday. And I was like, I don't want to go. Blah blah blah. So we walk in I remember being blown away by how big the theater was. Um, And then the overture started and it scared the living shit out of me. It was so loud. Like, I just remember my heart like skipping a beat because I was so scared. And then I remember in like money, 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 that song. Oh, I love that song. Everyone was dancing and I was like, wow. And I just remember thinking like, theater's really cool. And then we saw The Lion King the next night, but it just wasn't like it just like Mamma Mia is my first Broadway show. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've not been back to New York since. So it's one of my only Broadway shows, but that's my history with it. I I love that. I love that we both saw it like live. Right. I didn't see the movie until really, uh, I know I've watched the movie. I just couldn't fucking tell you when. <laughs> I think I made my mom and dad watch it with me. I don't think I knew it was a movie when I saw it as a play. Oh, okay. Um, historically, I've been very bad at conceptualizing that some musicals are movies and some <laughs> movies become musicals. Like Legally Blonde took me forever to understand like how they did that I was like so was it a musical first or a movie first how'd they how'd they do that what like what plot wise what's your favorite part of Mamma Mia like what tell me why you love it I honestly okay I just think that this movie is so just like adorable Mm -hmm. and also just like so unhinged yeah (laughs) because like think about it like three strange men get on a boat together and then like go to an island where 
they've been invited to this wedding by this woman that they haven't spoken to in what 20 years, right? Because that's yeah. how old Sophie the daughter is. is. Sophie is just like out of the blue, they're like, you know what? I'm just going to go to this wedding. They all get on the boat together, which is just so hilarious to me. And like, just such a movie thing. Like that would just like never happen outside of a movie that like these Mm -hmm. three men who are all like possibly her dads, like find each other and like take the boat together and then like kind of figure out like why they're all there. Right. And then show up, they meet the daughter they have absolutely no clue why they, why she's invited them. They like get stuck in this goat shed and then they like <laughs> go through all these shenanigans and like the wedding happens and there's dancing and singing and all this stuff. And then the resolution is that they just don't care who her dad is. Like right. that's the resolution to the movie is that it doesn't matter. It's just that like they're all taking a third of her. Like, that's what the resolution is. Yep. And, like, plot-wise, this movie's not strong. But, like, character-wise, no. it makes up for it. Like, it's got a good vibe. Like, mm-hmm. it's just it's just sweet. It's really sweet. Yeah, it's a very character-driven show. And it's also very... It relies so much on the music, which is yeah. what I think makes it just so, like, unhinged and hilarious. Right, because it's not like this music is, like, necessarily well-suited to Mm -hmm. the story, but it works. But it's ABBA, and that's all that matters. Yeah, it sure is doing something. Yeah. And, And like, like, I can can appreciate that. Yeah. And, like, there were so many moments when I was watching it, like, for this episode, when I was like, you know, I never really realized that that song doesn't really work there, but they just put it there anyway. Yep. Like Super Trooper, they just put that there so that they would have something to sing. Yep. Yeah. The the uh my favorite scene is the the one where they make out on the beach. Oh. Um don't go wasting your emotion. I remember yes. in the theater being like, "Oh my god." And then watching it again and being like, I think honestly it was just like horny. <laughs> I was like, "I love this." <laughs> like I love this for them. Yeah, I I was always confused with why Sophie was getting married so young, Mm -hmm. but that's like part of the plot. Yeah, that's also part of the plot. (laughs) So is Sophie. Sophie kind of like is the plot a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like it's all just like her decisions and her life and like her moving things along, you know? Yeah, her family. Not really. Yeah. Do you think this is like an intrinsically queer movie? Like what makes it queer? I do think it's intrinsically queer. And I I think that this movie is just the embodiment of camp. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there is no other way to describe it. And just, I mean, like, there is a queer character in it. There's, what is it, Harry is the dad that ends up is being gay. gay? Yeah. I think it's Harry. It is Harry, yeah. If a movie is beloved by gay people, it is inherently gay. And I think it's just kind of like, it's like a celebration of being non-traditional, yeah. which is really like heartfelt. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Like, I yeah. like that about it. It's, it's like kind of the thesis of the movie is that like, well, traditional families are overrated anyway. Yeah. It's very, it's very found family. And mm-hmm. I think any kind of found family theme is, is very gay. If it were to come out now, I think there would be, it would be gayer. Like yeah. I think Donna and her girlfriends could be far more queer. 
Like I don't and, think and, I don't think Rosie would be straight if if no. it came out today. Well, and I think that um Harry being gay would be less of a punchline and more of like a fact of everything. Yeah. Um, which I like. Uh but I like that also it came out in what 2007? 2008, I think. Like that's kind of a great time for this for this yeah. <laughs> because it's just progressive enough. I do appreciate when queer representation isn't also intrinsically homophobic. Um, fuck, Mary, kill, Mamma Mia characters. I literally also wrote that down in my notes. I actually have two fuck, Mary, kills in my notes. Mm-hmm. One for Sophie's dads, first of all. Oh, okay. And one that's a little bit more theoretical, but I wanted to do like a fuck, Mary, kill of any three of the song and dance sequences from the movie. Okay, okay, okay. Let's start with the dads. Okay. Remind me, remind me their names. Who's who? Sam. Sam, Harry, and Bill. Bill is the Australian one, right? He's like, I I can't tell what he's supposed to be. Is it like Australian? It also feels like Scottish kind of. I don't the really know. The explorer guy. Yeah, he's the explorer guy. Um, Sam is the one who Donna falls in love with. And, yeah. The architect. Uh, I think. Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> I don't want to kill I don't want to kill Harry but mm-hmm. I also don't want to fuck or marry him because he's gay yeah um but I guess I'd marry him as like a tax purposes marriage <laughs> um I think I would uh I think I would fuck Bill because I just think he can please a woman and if I'm gonna one night and also he was the first to be like super open about caring for his child like when I was having my hoe phase something I was always super cognizant of was like okay is this someone I would want to have an accidental baby with yeah um and like yeah Bill's good I'd kill Sam though because Mm -hmm. fuck Sam why did you leave but he came back remember oh I remember bullshit (laughs) no second chances fuck that no excuses no excuses. Donna is a catch. Donna's Meryl Streep, you dummy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would have to be my answers because I don't want to kill Harry. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't want to kill Harry either because I think he's just one of my favorite characters in the movie. Right. He's just like such a sweet guy and like so just like genuine and like really cares for Sophie which all of the dads really care for Sophie but Mm -hmm. and I also love his song um I mean it's all of the dads but he starts it I can't remember what it's called um the walks around the sun laughing in the rain whatever that Um, one yeah yeah but I have a note in here that the way he says Sen is so fucking funny, Colin Firth, because he opens his mouth in a way that is just so hilarious. And I, my sister and I were watching it together and I rewound it and we watched it over and over again, like eight different times because of the way he says it is so funny. I would, I, you should like go look it up. It's okay, so, it's okay. so funny. I don't remember that, but like, I believe you. It's one of my weird like random favorite moments in the movie Hmm. that like there's just so many ridiculous moments in this movie of like just stupid silly things that happen that you like barely notice but like if you watch this movie enough times like you'll notice a lot of them and I think that Mm -hmm. one's my favorite um 
I think I'm going to say, I think I would marry Harry as well. Yeah. Honestly, I Harry. honestly, I feel like my answer is just going to be the same as you. I think it's going to be it. marry Harry, fuck Bill, and kill Sam. Yep. I'm just like not a big Pierce Brosnan fan. I yeah. Also, he I cannot feel- sing. Yeah. Well, okay. That's something super interesting. I was talking to a friend who is a producer mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, it's kind of tradition to cast men who aren't really great singers in the dads and I was like what and he's like yeah that's like musical theater tradition and I was like that's a stupid musical theater tradition but like (laughs) kind of your character actors so if you're a repertory theater if you're doing Midsummer, you cast your actor who's playing Nick Bottom as your as your Sam um yeah because it's funny and they're funny characters Mm -hmm. I also just those they have hard songs though yeah I I love the song with um the duet between Donna and Sam where it's just the way they level their voices like the way they like produce it is like Pierce Brosnan like you can like from his mouth like the way his mouth is moving you can tell he's singing at like the top of his lungs (laughs) but they've like lowered his volume like all the way and like the only thing you can hear is like the music and Meryl Streep and then yeah. like him barely singing in the background. And that is just so funny to me. That's all I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> but like the song is supposed to be carried by him. Like he's the one who's supposed to be singing most right. of it. And then she just joins in on like the chorus part. And mm-hmm. so it's That's... just so funny that like anytime she's singing, you just can't hear him. <laughs> when I, uh, when I saw it, I remember that number because like, I'm just, I'm, I love men's voices. Like when a man can really sing, um, if one looks at the record of who I've dated, this is apparent. If a man can really sing, I want him. And so I remember being like, this is such a great musical number <laughs> purely because like, the, the actor playing Sam was such a good singer. Um, and Donna's just like a viciously hard musical theater role. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's a, yeah, it's Pierce Brosnan's an interesting choice. Is he, it's not him who's um, Javert in the Les Mis movie, right? That's another guy who can't no, sing. No, I think that's somebody else. Oh, it's Russell Crowe. Yeah. You know, Pierce Brosnan and Russell Crowe. Literally same person, lol. And then and then Colin Firth and Stellan Skarsgård are the other two dads. And Colin Firth is just I love Colin Firth. He's just so he's just so funny to me. I can't explain it. He's just like (laughs) he's just hilarious to me as a person. And I have I have no reason. Yeah. Um, what's your opinion on the sequel of Mamma Mia? Here we go again. I'm gonna be honest with you, I actually have never seen it. Me neither. And you know what? So I was talking to Brandon about this and he was like, if you're going to do a Mamma Mia episode, you have to do, you should just do it about the sequel. And I was like, what? What? Why? Brandon thinks it is, he said, quote, no competition. It is the better Mamma Mia movie is the interesting. He said, because nothing happens in Mamma Mia. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just about like, who's my dad? But in his own words, um, the sequel is about uh lily collins no it's not her is it her i don't think it's lily collins but the blonde girl who's cinderella fucking her way across europe um wow. was like that's way better and i was okay. like shut up 
It's like you're canceled. Um, yeah, I've actually, I've never seen it. You know what? I think I should probably go watch it after we finish recording this just because yeah. I feel like it's gone on too long that I haven't seen it because it right. came out what, like our freshman year of college, probably literally. Yeah. I've never heard bad things about it. I've just never felt the need to go watch it. So maybe we should watch it and do an episode on it. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a follow-up episode, a follow-up. Yeah. Mommy Mia episode. I, I do remember when Idaho Shakespeare was doing Mama Mia. Mm-hmm. All of my friends who are Shakespeare apprentices got especially insufferable about Mama Mia. <laughs> and they're like, it's the greatest musical of all time. It's beautiful and would like cry about it. And I've always been a theater kid who thought other theater kids were the fucking worst. But that was one moment where I was particularly bitchy about it. I was like, <laughs> what is wrong with you all? <laughs> Yeah, it was um, a it was a really good production of it actually, and they did like a whole sing along at the end where all the actors aw. came out like in like the the dynamos came out in their like dynamo yeah. performance costumes, and there was like a whole sing along at the end of the musical. That That's was really, really cool. Cute. Yeah, fuck Mary Kill musical numbers. Who are yours? What um, are your- fuck Voulez-vous. <laughs> Love it. I am obsessed with that number. It's always been one of my favorite musical numbers of all time in any like movie musical specifically. Mm -hmm. It's just like voulez-vous into like gimme, gimme, gimme into voulez-vous is one of my favorite scenes in a movie of all time. It's It's so, so, so fun and so cool. Yeah. So I think that one is definitely like, I would fuck that musical number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Mary, lay all your love on me. <laughs> definitely. Okay. Okay. Um, either that or money, money, money. Uh-huh. And then I do think, unfortunately, that I would kill um the the duet between uh donna and sam it's just like not my favorite uh it's like so, funny but mm-hmm. funny in a way that i'm like i just don't really like this one that much <laughs> so uh but I, that's a, i think that's a hard choice because i love all of the songs in this movie i think i'll start with kill i think i would kill the um slipping through my fingers all the time not because i think it's bad but because I, every time I watched Mamma Mia, I felt like that scene was too long. That um, scene and just my, makes me cry. <laughs> my little ADHD attention span can't handle it. And I remember when I saw it on Broadway, I love weddings and I love wedding dresses. And I remember being disappointed by Sophie's wedding dress, being like, I wish it were cooler. I wish it were mm. fluffier. Like, yeah. so I think that's got to be my, my kill list song. Um, I would... Uh, I would marry Voulez-vous because I think it's one of the, I think, like you said, I think it's one of the like greatest pieces of musical theater pop storytelling. Like it's just so, in like musical theater, it's so important that the energy fits the moment. And I haven't seen anything that better encapsulates like a bridal shower or a bridal bachelor party. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. And like the way the sequence like tells each of the dads um finding out that they think they're Sophie's dad yes like I just think it's such great musical storytelling that I have to marry it Mm -hmm. um and in terms of in terms of who I'd bone um probably money 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 because Meryl Streep is so 
phenomenal. God, I love that. I love that number. It's just when so she has good. like the scarf. Oh, yes. Yeah. Meryl Streep on the boat in the scarf. That's who I will fuck. Mm-hmm. That whole boat scene is just so cool. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I love that know number. They were drunk. I love that number. And I wrote in my notes money, 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 anti capitalist anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I remember dancing to that song in my front yard as like a teenager, like cringily, like money, money, bam, bam. full volume, iPod shuffle. Like, yes. Uh, hell yeah. I love Ooh, that. Number. You know, something I find so lovely about this movie <laughs> is like it meditates on this idea that I've thought about is like, what is it going to be like for my future child to learn about my sex life mm-hmm. um and like will will she learn shit from my friends yeah um, and like how would you and pua and talia and marissa i don't i couldn't see marissa ever sharing my personal details with my baby but um marissa would like, be like hey is it okay if is i okay <laughs> is it okay if I'm i tell so sorry. <laughs> i'm so sorry but Marissa's is Marissa's our Pisces bestie. Um, yeah, we love her, but she's Adore such her. a Pisces. Um, yeah, but don't do you wonder about that? Like, how will your children? I guess if you have children, how will they perceive your twenties? Like, how will they learn about it? Probably through you, and also through like me. Yeah, right? through you and through Pua a lot. Yeah. I feel like Pua will have a lot of stories <laughs> to tell my children. Pua will not always tell the most flattering stories. No. And that's, I think that's something that I need a friend like that who will like be the one who to tell my kids like your mother was a bit of a hoe or something like that. You know, right. I was definitely not a bit of a hoe, but I was. <laughs> I'll be the, I'll be the friend who's like, Hey. I know that you're really stressed because you drank underage and you are afraid your mom's going to be mad at you. Yeah. On Abby's 21st birthday, she puked next to Chase's parents' pool for hours and hours. Yep. So you will probably not be judged. Yep. Um, you don't even have to worry, little little baby Abby. Um, Whatever my child's name is. <laughs> Brandon's, so in Brandon's phone, you are little Abby. Yeah, I have been um, for the, a long time. The other day, Brandon goes, we're driving. And he's like, I just want there to be a little Abby so bad. And I was like, Abby isn't sure about kids, dude. Like, we can't pressure our friend. And Brandon's like, I just want a little Abby. I'm like, you literally call Abby little Abby. And if you ha- if there's another little Abby, you're going to have to get a new name in Abby for in your phone for Abby. Um didn't work that wasn't a very good defense <laughs> I think I've been little Abby in Brandon's phone since I was like 14 <laughs> when you were actually little when I was actually little <laughs> you're just Abby and then I spell your name phonetically Elsa Thagen yeah um and because I remember when I did that I wanted to make sure I always said it right that's so sweet <laughs> I feel like Pua will tell <sighs> I feel like Pua will tell her own kids my embarrassing shit yeah. But I think for my kids, she'll be better, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll tell my kids you and Pooh as BS before I tell <laughs> her kids. It's just such a funny idea, like, finding your mom's diary and yeah. learning your mom had a sex life. 
And that musical number, it's, I mean, like, it's always been so weird to me, but watching it this time around, I, I actually really love that scene because Mm -hmm. it really does show like the, like the relationship that she's had with her mom and like how little she did know about her mom's twenties. And now she's like, Oh my God, my mom had a life. And like, she was happy and she did all these cool things. And like, I'm celebrating like how fun my mom was and like how fun she still is. And like our parents lived full lives before us. And I think it's kind of nice to remember that sometimes. Yeah. Um, My, my mom tells this story sometimes about she like stole like the boyfriend of like a cheerleader at her school but she didn't know she stole him like he broke up with the girl and because he like saw her or whatever and like wanted to date her and then like they got together and she like didn't know about his ex and then like his ex pushed her down the stairs at like (gasps) high school or whatever and every time I think about that story I'm like no my mom did not do that like that's so ridiculous but like really she had a life like she did crazy stuff like I did Mm -hmm. like yeah um my mom was a nerd but I learned but I I learned little things about her like she didn't play music ever um until her one summer she's like I'm gonna stay in Boise instead of going home from college and I'm going to learn guitar and play at a bar (laughs) and that's what she did and her parents were like you've never played guitar in your life she's like well I'll figure it out um that's my mom that's really cool um so this movie has a lot of mommies who who who's our who are our mommies from this who are movie? our mommies um our mommies are all three of like the mom and her friends mm-hmm, like the dynamos. the dynamos the mommy yeah. the mommies are sophie i think sophie's a mommy I think Sophie's on her way. She's, she's on her yet. way. Yeah. She's definitely like, this is her like mommy origin, you know? Yeah. Like doing some batshit crazy thing to like. That'll do it. Yeah. Just to like do something fun with her life and like explore her past and her history. Mm-hmm. That's that's some mommy shit. Yeah. I, I think that Donna's like the super mommy, right? Yeah. Donna but is ultimate two, mommy. The other two dying. Just seeing like middle-aged women have friendships is mm-hmm. such a such mommy behavior. Yeah. Friends, yes. And I really appreciate that about this movie. Is like there's really a lot of women on screen mm-hmm. who there's, are different. They look different. It's powerful. This movie passes the Bechtel test with like flying colors. Good work. Movie. I don't, but you know what? I don't think this movie would pass the reverse Bechdel test because pretty much <laughs> all the guys talk about is the women. Yeah, you know, I guess some movies are allowed where that happens. Yeah. And Mama I Mama Mia gets the pass. But you know what? I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. I love this movie. <laughs> it's part of what makes it camp. Yeah. So what's our big lesson? Find your find your daddy with your titties out. Um, I don't know if that's it. I don't really, I don't really know how I feel about that one. I mean, the thesis question of this is who's my daddy? Yeah. Um, But, but we're, who's your mommy? I, you know, I think that this, I think that the lesson of this movie is that it doesn't matter who your daddy is. It matters who your mommy is. Yes, that's it. 
It matters who your mommy. I I love that. <laughs> My boyfriend is laughing at me. <laughs> Hi, Chase. <laughs> Before we go, do we want to touch on mommy madness since we're just we're so close to we're getting closer every day? Yeah. We okay, so mommy madness. I accidentally skipped a day. Um, <laughs> because I have been like I've been doing it when I get home after work to like so they go up at like six o'clock and then that like rolls over into the next day and then on Saturday I didn't get home from work because I didn't go to work and so I just kind of forgot to do it (laughs) so I'm gonna put up like four today yes are there any surprise winners like are there any winners that you're really shocked by I am shocked by the Joanna versus Azula results because they were tied for the longest time and then somebody voted for Joanna at like the last second, <gasps> like literally at 23 hours. Wow. And was it you? No, it wasn't me. Actually, Shocking. I think it, I think it was my sister's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, I voted for Azula on both my accounts. You did do that. And I also voted for Joanna on both my accounts, but I'm it really ended up sad. just tying them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, both of us have two accounts and, um, that's all. Yeah. Wow. So that's that. Is that the closest of any of them? Um, I think I think that one's the closest. I really wanted Elastigirl and Aunt Cass to be close because mm-hmm. I love Aunt Cass and I think she's really underrated as a mommy. Did Elastigirl just take but it? Elastigirl just like swept. And Helga lost to the Hex Girls. Yeah. Helga lost to the Hex Girls, which was kind of surprising to me. Katara won, right? Who did she beat? She beat Anastasia. Oh, that's... That one was, like, close for a little while because I watched them throughout the day, kind of, just to, like, Mm -hmm. see how things are going. That one was close for a while, and then... But, like, Katara pulled out on top. Damn. Go, girl. Storm lost to Scarlet Witch, which is fine and expected. We have some big ones coming up. I'm looking at the list. We have, like... Oh man, I'm excited for today. Yeah, I've been saving a lot of the really big ones for later. Uh, just because, first of all, they make me nervous and I'm like scared to see what's going to happen. <laughs> and also just because I'm kind of like building up, you know? Right. We've got to make like a big rubric so everyone can see how it's all progressed. Yeah, I need to build, I need to do a bunch of social media stuff today. Ooh, um, fun. I'm excited for three of the ones I'm doing today. And then I'm going to do one that's like less as crazy. I, okay. The one that really did surprise me is the Olivia Pope versus Lucy Wilde one, because I did not expect Lucy to get as many votes as she did. Lucy's rad, dude. She is rad. And I just like, didn't, I don't know why I didn't see it. You I don't slept know on her. I did sleep on her. I'm sorry about Olivia that. Olivia still won though, right? Olivia did still win, but Lucy got really close. Lucy put up a fight. Yeah. Go little rock star. Maybe we'll do like a, we'll do like a second Mamma Mia episode where we like actually do watch the second movie. And then we kind of like mm-hmm. talk about it a little bit more in depth. Mamma Mia, the sequel. Mamma Mia, the, the sequel. <laughs> all right. We'll see you all next Mommy Monday. Next Mommy Until Monday. Then, keep fighting evil with your titties out. Yes. That's the rules. <laughs> Them's the rules. Okay.